This is Giselle. Welcome back to the Encounter uh, Redeemed LA podcast. I'm here with Shaylee and Matthew, and today we're going to be talking about a topic that I thought was really interesting. Um, it's called God's Wrath. And the reason I thought this was such an interesting topic was because literally every time we're at church or like anytime you hear about God, what we usually hear about is like, oh, God is so full of love. He's so full of mercy. He's so kind. He's so gracious. Like, we hear all these uh, amazing positive attributes of, of God, right? And not that they're not all true, which they are. Like, he's literally the epitome of all these things. But we also neglect to realize that he's also a God of wrath, you know? He's also a God of anger who who will be angry when, when we do things, right? And, oh, like, it just terrifies me to think of the possibility that I could be incurring God's wrath on me and not even be aware of it. Um, like yeah. like you were saying earlier, Matthew, do you want to jump in? Yeah, so, like, I remember you were saying before that um, sometimes we're afraid and, like, we're afraid of even just, like, people here on Earth being, like, scared of them and their anger that, and us. And I was saying before that... Um, it's like with our parents, like <laughs> with our parents, like when we're out and like we know we've done something like that is not good, you know, and we're like, we're like fine with it. Like, okay, it's past, right? And then you get like that text and it's like, I was like, okay, we need to talk, speak when you come home. And like your mind is like racing, like, oh, what have I done? Like, oh, maybe it's this. And you get like super scared and you're like terrified. And like, imagine that fear with our physical parents and then like and they're just people who are like what like like maybe like spank us right <laughs> literally they're not gonna yeah. hurt us <laughs> but then imagine that and like imagine the god of like like the king of kings like the omnipotent god being like wrathful towards you like i just feel like that's like a whole other level of fear like <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like you don't know fear until like god's wrath is on you so yeah and i wanted to give this um verse uh that's psalms eighty six fifteen. And it says, but you, O Lord, are God merciful and gracious, slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love and faithfulness. And like Giselle was saying, the Lord is like the epitome of all these things. He's merciful. He's gracious. He has love and faithfulness towards us. Like Jesus died on the cross for us just so we could be here and enjoy life and enjoy life with him. But it does say that God is slow to anger, which is not saying that God will never get angry with us, but it's saying that there is a limit. There is a point where we'll reach, that we could reach, that we shouldn't reach, but (laughs) there is a point that at some point God will be like, okay, like, that's enough. And actually, uh, Matthew, to add to that, what I think is is so interesting is that we kind of, God's anger isn't from one day to another. Mm -hmm. We kind of have to, like, earn it over and over and over and over again like we have to keep doing something that makes it get or grow right Mm -hmm. and in romans 2 5 it says but because of your callous stubbornness and unrepentant heart you are deliberately storing up wrath for yourself on the day of on the day of wrath when god's righteous judgment will be revealed and what i find so interesting about this verse is it's saying that you're deliberately what does the word deliberately mean it means on purpose Mm -hmm. that means that because i'm stubborn and because i don't I don't have a repentant heart. I'm 
storing up his wrath on purpose because I want to. Yeah, that's was, that's crazy yeah, to me. I like compared it when we were talking about it earlier. I compared it like when people say like, oh, it's a needle that broke the camel's back. Like a camel's back is strong, right? And you have to imagine having to pile up so much and then there's that, that one thing, like the smallest thing is just like, okay, like that's, that's enough. It. Like, that's it. That's, yeah. Like you've gone far enough. <laughs> And yeah, that's that's what I thought of it when I. And you know, it. even sometimes that when God gets anger angry and he sees the scene in the scene, <laughs> the <laughs> sin, he allows us to suffer in those consequences. And Isaiah five twenty five it says, so the Lord became angry with his people and he raised his hand to punish them. Even the mountains shook with fear. Dead bodies were left in the streets like garbage. And he is not finished yet. He, he is still angry and his arm is raised to continue punishing his people. So like we were saying, the God of love can also be angry at us. He ends up giving us what we want. Like if we want to keep sinning, he's like, okay, fine, keep sinning. And here he, he, he lets us suffer through the painful consequences. What I think is so interesting, like the like literally the difference between the God of love and the and God of, of wrath is that when you think about God's love, it's freely and endlessly given like you don't do anything to deserve it you don't earn it you can't buy it you can't do anything to get it but in contrast his wrath is provoked mm -hmm. right like his wrath is something that you have to work for literally like you have to you you gotta <laughs> earn it to get it right mm -hmm. and it's it's so crazy because it's so different from one another like it doesn't happen from one day to another while in contrast yes god is a god of love and he's going to continue to love you no matter what even if when even when you're provoking his anger and his wrath he continues to love you but then there's like that moment like matthew was saying where it's like you know what that's enough like i can't take it anymore that's enough. So I, I think it's like really important. Like, okay, what is that? What is that straw that breaks the camel's back? And um, if we go to uh, Romans uh, one verses eighteen through twenty, uh, sorry, eighteen through twenty three. I'm not gonna read it because it's really long. <laughs> um, but there's actually th I, I found three things in it that. Uh, I guess, cause or provoke God's anger against us or God's wrath against us. And the first, uh, the first, I guess, prerequisite to provoking God's anger is knowing the truth. Why, why, why is this a prerequisite? Because if you know the truth, then you know what's right from wrong, mm -hmm. right? Like I can't ask, um, I can't expect a, a toddler or a baby to not drop you know, an expensive phone because they don't know the value of it. They don't understand why, why my, why I get upset when they drop my iPhone or why they get upset when they break a glass vase. You know, they don't understand that. But if, if I, you know, if I tell Shaylee, Hey Shaylee, take care of, of my, uh, I don't know, thousand dollar phone and she drops it. Okay. She knows the value of it. She understands it. Then I can be, then I can get angry. But yeah, especially if it's not an accident too. If she's like, oh, this is valuable to Giselle. Like, boom, boom, drop. Yeah. <laughs> boom, I don't care. <laughs> that literally is what it's saying because remember in the previous verse that we read in mm -hmm. Romans 2, 5, it says that you're deliberately storing up wrath. So it's like like me me giving Shaylee the phone, literally like as Matthew was saying, mm -hmm. and she being like, oh, this, this is something Giselle cares about? Let me break it in yeah. front of her and see what happens. Like, and that's literally what we do. We say like, oh, thank you, God. And then we look at, like, have you, have you guys ever seen like those, like, 
four years four year olds when they're like testing their limits and they know they're not supposed to do something so they do it in front of you to yeah. see what's gonna happen that's literally us in front of god like let me test my limits and see how far i can go and god's mercy is so great because he keeps giving us that mercy but okay so the first prerequisite to provoking god's anger is knowing the truth right so we know the truth God is like, okay, great, good job. Like you, you understand who I am. You understand, like, um, you under, you know, you know me. And so, in in verse, uh, I think, uh, what's it called? In verse eighteen, it says, uh, "They know the truth, but they suppress it." Mm-hmm. So the first thing that provokes God anger is not, is not only that we know the truth, but that we hide it. Mm-hmm. We pretend that it doesn't exist. We're like, oh, you know what? Like, oh yeah. God is love, but I don't really care. Yeah, and I, I feel like putting it into context, um, like, correct me if I'm wrong, but, like, I I see this as when people come to church and say they spend, like, three years here, right? Mm-hmm. And they know the truth. They learn more about God. They learn more about Jesus and His love towards us and His grace and His mercy. And then after those three years, they're just, like, out, like they just leave into the world, right? And it's kind of like rejecting God. Like, they know that truth and they just don't care. And they're mm-hmm. just like, I know, I know God's uh, like Jesus died for me and God has done so much for me. God is, God is so much for me. And then just be like, oh, but I don't care. Like, I'd rather choose the world. And seeing all that God provides and can, I'm not saying uh, all that he can offer and then still choosing the world over it. I feel like mm-hmm. that that's what it means to me. And I think a great example of, of this type of wrath that was incurred is is literally the people of Israel. Yes. Right? Because yeah. they knew the truth. Like for example, let's just let's just back it up to when <laughs> <laughs> let's just back it up to when they were in uh when they were in Egypt, right? They saw God's miracles, the the yeah. things that he did to take them out of Egypt. They saw everything that he did mm-hmm. to take them out of Egypt. And then the first thing they do when they get out into the desert, they're like, We want to go back. We miss yeah. the food. Their hearts are still on Egypt. <laughs> yeah, like they're like you saw everything. You saw literally saw God's hand move in your direction, move in your favor, and you know the truth. You know God is real. You know, literally, God parted the Red yeah. Sea for you. And for them, it was like physical. Like you literally saw it happen. Yeah, like, the they, sea walked through it. The <laughs> they walked through it, and then and so they know the truth. They can't say like, oh, I didn't know. And then they choose to be like, oh, you know what? I don't care about that. Like, mm-hmm. I'm just going to do my own thing. I'm going to yeah. be angry at God because I don't have cucumbers. <laughs> yeah. Like, like how ridiculous that, is that? It's not, it's not this. Like, it's so... <laughs> it's so crazy. Uh, another great example of this is um, is uh, also the, the, the people of Israel later on. Because, um, <clears throat> so later on... Uh, you know they had kings and the, uh, first they had judges then they had kings that were like in charge of taking care of them well eventually the, god got so angry at them because they continued to sin and they continued to provoke him that he sent them into be slaves of babylon slaves of all the nations he dispersed them all over the nations and he did this because they knew the truth and yet they kept mm-hmm. they, they kept ignoring it, it. yeah, yeah. And, and so I think it's, it's so crazy because it's exactly what you were saying, Matthew. Like sometimes we know the truth and we choose to ignore it because it's more, uh, I guess, 
pleasantry or it's mm -hmm. more appealing to go live in the world and do whatever I want and whenever I want than it is to, you know, uh, yeah. you know, come to church and, and die to ourselves every single day. Right. It's, it's more appealing to us like here when we're thinking like in the terrestrial mind where whereas, you know, God wants us to be thinking in the. Yeah. And I kind of want to add that, like when we speak about God's wrath, like there's no like God doesn't get because um, God doesn't get wrath. <laughs> God doesn't get mad for like no reason. Yeah. Most of these signs well not most of the signs, 100% of these signs <laughs> is the people like they are at fault for the for it. And for God both. has such like. He has so much mercy and so much love for us and he gives us so many opportunities and but like the reason he does this is not just because he's like angry and he's like okay i i hate you now like i don't care about you after so many things like he still loves us and i wanted to bring up um revelations 3 19 he says those i love i rebuke and discipline therefore be earnest and repent mm. so he doesn't do it because he's hateful towards us or just because he's like full-on angry at us like he's always gonna discipline us because he loves us and because he knows that well basically we deserve it <laughs> and we deserve so much more than god has given us yeah or we're in the sense of like his wrath right mm -hmm. we deserve so much like like less i guess you could say than we have right now and god still provides for us and yeah but he does it out of love and he doesn't do it out of hatred you know actually i was talking to somebody and they were telling me uh, it's kind of it was kind of really interesting to see the love of a father um, because this person was telling me like, oh, you know, um, <clears throat> I love my child so much. I would do anything for them. Like, even if they only talk to me because they want something, mm -hmm. even if they only talk <laughs> to me because they need something, yeah. I love them so much that I'm going to do it. Even if they're going to disappear and not speak to me after I do it. Mm -hmm. And that's literally exactly how we treat God. Yeah. We come to God and we're like, oh, I want this, God. God, please help me with this. Please, please do this. Please do that. And God will do it because he loves us. And then we're like, oh, you know what? Now that that looks shiny over there. I'm going to go go check that out. You know, I'm going to go over there in the world because it looks shiny and, and yeah. beautiful. And we literally do that. But but God is so beautiful and so kind. And he continues to to give his his love to us. And, you know, I I, I, I think that. This kind of ties in with the next point, which is in um, uh, also in in the the Romans verse that I gave you guys. Um, the second point was that they people know the truth and they choose not to honor God, mm -hmm. right? So it's like it's like we come to God and we're like, oh yeah, yeah, thank you God for giving us this, and then we we go back to the world and we forget to honor Him. Mm -hmm. And it's like, dude, where's where's my honor? Like. I did this for you and I, you know I've given you so much love I've done so much for you and you just forget to give yeah. me the honor forget to give me the 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 recognition that I deserve for everything that I've it's done like, for you it's like those friends I feel like everybody knows who those friends are who like you see them and they're just like they ask for things you know and they ask for stuff and <laughs> oh, yeah. and then you like you're like okay because you're like my friend I'll, I'll help you I'll, I'll help you out. I'll give it to you and then you don't see them like for a good while <laughs> and then like a few months after they'll be like hey like it's me do you remember me like and then they ask for more stuff and like everybody's just like oh my gosh like i feel like everybody knows those friends right yeah and imagine that's how we are like you said that's exactly how we are with god <laughs> like even when we don't realize it that's exactly how we, are. we ask for what we want we and we forget to ask what god wants mm -hmm. and all god wants is for us to be like just to be 
good people with for him like to him like just love him how's, how he's loved us and like to appreciate like everything that we've done and be grateful and yeah i just think that's crazy yeah i think that's beautiful and so the next thing that that i see in this in this verse um i think it's a uh, what's it called verse number 23 it says that they exchanged the glory of a mortal god for images resembling mortal man and birds and the animals and creeping things so what they end up doing is they know the truth and they end up choosing idols over god and literally we are so guilty of doing this like every single day like I feel so bad about this, but <laughs> but when we think about it, literally anything can be your idol. Mm -hmm. What is the first thing that you reach for when you wake up in the morning? Your phone. Your phone. Instead of instead of having <laughs> an immediate connection with God, you reach for your phone mm -hmm. for an immediate connection with your phone. You know what's crazy? I actually okay. This is like besides the point. I was on TikTok, and, <laughs> <laughs> and, but 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 there was a there was a guy talking. And then he, he was saying that he wishes to be more connected to God. And then it's not it's not like he, he was just like, well, I, it's not that I don't read the Bible, but I don't pray. But it's the fact that when you were saying that we go, we wake up, that it's a miracle in itself that God gives us. Mm -hmm. And we, we say hi to, to, to our parents. I don't know. I don't know about school. We say hi to our brothers. We greet our, our coworkers to the people that work. We greet everyone and thank everyone and be like, oh, hi, hi. But we forget, we forget to greet and thank the one that actually gave us the miracle to wake up. Mm -hmm. We go on in our day without being like, oh, thank you, God. You, you forget um, about God and then the the fact that you even wake up and he allows you to wake up mm -hmm. is just we forget that God gives us these miracles and we don't even thank him for it yeah, it's like the verse that says um, his mercies are new every morning mm -hmm. like the least we could do is thank him <laughs> for those <laughs> yeah. mercies every morning like it's every morning because he knows we need it and we don't we can't even thank him every morning like the first thing we do when we wake up is probably like, oh, what are, like I'm hungry, like what am I gonna eat, or like yeah. reaching or like, for your phone. Damn, I gotta go to school. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> not like thank you God because I woke up today. Yeah, so. yeah. <laughs> it's literally exactly what you guys are saying, and and I mean it's kind of nice to know that we're not the only ones who are guilty of this. Like if we go back to our uh, people of Israel example, what is the first thing they did when they got to the desert? <laughs> they built a a calf. And after seeing, they like, wanted to see, they wanted a, a yeah. physical God. And what what amazes me about this is that they know that that Moses was up on the mountain receiving revelation mm -hmm. from God, and they can literally see on the mountain. They can see the the clouds. Mm -hmm. the, the literally the glory of God is you could visible because of the clouds, and um, <laughs> you can see the the glory of God on the clouds. And they're they're like, oh, Moses is dead. Moses is dead. Yeah. Like, let's just build a let's just build our own god. So they come and they oh, build their so own crazy. god. <laughs> and Moses comes down with literally tablets written in God with God's fingerprint, mm -hmm. with God's finger of the commandments. And just oh comes my god! Chaos. <laughs> chaos. And what does it lead to? God's wrath. What 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 when what ends up happening? They end up having to walk in the desert for forty years. Mm. And it's crazy that they saw all that and they still thought like basically like they thought god's not enough for us like they always wanted a little bit more and god still provided like with the pillar of fire with um 
the the water, the the cloud that would follow them. Like he provided for them so much, and they still were like, eh, but it's not enough. I, I want a little bit more, mm-hmm. and uh, it's just so ungrateful. But like we are like that. We yeah, are that. We are like that. So. <laughs> this actually reminds me of the consequence consequential wrath that we receive within us and and we can see another example with acts 5 um i don't know how to pronounce the name so correct me if i pronounce it wrong but ananias and safira Safira. yeah yes and that they, they they sold the lands and they didn't give the money that they received from selling the land they didn't give it all to the apostle they kept some and he kept some it was his decision and then his wife found out so and then later on from keeping this money they the guy um there is there was a guy yeah there was a guy that went up to ananias and he was just like you didn't disobey us you disobeyed the lord and when ananias found found this out he fell and he died Mm -hmm. of the guilt and um after his wife ended up coming coming to i think i think she went to the house to the temple yeah to the temple temple. Mm -hmm. yes and then um she was like where's my husband she didn't know what happened and then uh, Peter, I'm sorry, I was about to say Paul. <laughs> and Peter, he was just like, oh, the guys that are coming right now, knocking on the door, they're coming for you. They already wrapped your husband and buried him. And now you are coming. Now you are you are next. And so they're like, why? Why would you do that? Why would you test the Holy Spirit? And so we see here that when we sin, there is consequences. And God literally, like we said before, allows these consequences to happen to us. Yeah. And it's actually... Uh, kind of to relate it back to what we were saying what was the idol in their heart it was the money money. because they wanted to keep the money and they thought oh you know what the people are not going to know but god knows Mm -hmm. and 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 to kind of move forward a little bit too like okay there's consequences what are those consequences when god gives us when god um gives up gives us into his wrath right we can find those consequences in Romans 1, verses 24 through 32. Again, I'm not going to read everything, but <clears throat> there's three different consequences that I found that that happened when, when God, like, uh, what's it called? So wrath. God's wrath causes uh, those who know him but don't honor him to be given up to these three things. And the first thing is to be given up into the lusts of their hearts. And a great example of this is Sodom and Gomorrah, right? Because Sodom and Gomorrah, they, Lot was there. He knew about God. You know, he probably told everybody around him about God, but they were so perverse. They were so, like, jaded in their thinking and in in their, literally (laughs) took it to a whole new level. Exactly. And then God is like, you know what? Let me just give give them up into the lust of their heart. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly what happens to us. If we continue to sin and we continue to, we know God, but don't honor him. He's just like, you know what? You do what you want to do. Mm-hmm. I feel he's, like that's really scary too. Like, cause God, um, like, for, like when we sin, we're just like, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry, God. But imagine God just like, you do it so often. God's just like, okay, honestly, you can just At do it. At this point. Yeah. <laughs> like, just do what you want to do. Like, if you know what's best for yourself, do it. Even though we we know here that God's ways are so much higher than our own and that he knows what's best for, best for us. But imagine, like, that's actually very scary. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely super scary. Not, not only do we get delivered into, like, the lust of our heart, but we also get uh, given up to dishonorable passions. <laughs> That's crazy. Like, 
imagine uh, well, there's this verse that says um that that when we commit uh when we commit a, adultery or something like that that we're sinning against ourselves and oh by uh, even thinking about it that yeah that we're yeah. sinning against ourselves so literally when we when we continue to to i guess ignore god and live how we want to live god's just like you know what okay you, you just start to sin against yourself you're not even sinning against god anymore now you're starting to sin against yourself right and it, it gets to the point where where the third thing happens where we're given up to a debased mind and so i was like what what is debased so debased means to be reduced in quality or value i was just Damn. like wait what <laughs> <laughs> like like and it, it makes sense because as christians we're supposed to have the mind of christ mm -hmm. so if we if we are giving ourselves up into sin we can no longer have the mind of christ and the perfect example of this is actually king nebuchadnezzar mm -hmm. because yeah. if you guys uh i'm not sure if you guys have heard this story before but in the book of daniel there's this king his name is king nebuchadnezzar and um this guy, he was just like so conceited and he was like, I'm better than God. And God is like, who, who God, who like, yeah, yeah, no, I created all of this and everything that that's here in this land is a result of, of my amazingness. And so it says in the Bible that he, uh, that God literally gave him the mind of an animal for seven years. King Nebuchadnezzar had the mind of an animal. And that's exactly what happens to us. And maybe not physically we're animals, but in our minds we are. Why? Because when we're not seeking God, we're seeking pleasure. We're seeking our animal instincts. We're seeking to like make ourselves happy in the things of the world, the things that are like, the things that will make me momentarily happy and allow me to do whatever I want whenever I want. Right? So... So then we become full of these of, of these things. If you look in verse 29, it says, They were filled in, with all manner of unrighteousness, evil, covet covetousness, malice. They are full of envy, murder, strife, deceit, maliciousness. They are gossips, slanders, haters of God, insolent, haughty, boastful, inventors of evil, evil, disobedient to parents, foolish, faithless, heartless, and ruthless. And why is it? Why is it that we start to... Um, be full of these characteristics when when we're delivered into god's wrath because we're no longer living for him mm -hmm. we're no longer living for others we're living selfishly mm -hmm. and when i'm li living selfishly i start to do these things that are going to benefit me that are going to make me better yeah. which and, sorry oh, i want ahead. to add the the next verse which is 132 and it says, though they know God's righteous decree that those who practice such things deserve to die, they not only do them, but give approval to those who practice them. And I feel like that's like another thing that um, could invoke God's wrath, right? Because like not only do we do them knowing, and I feel like all of these have like a common factor, right? That we know God's decrees and everything that, mm -hmm. that um, he's done for us, everything that he asks of us, and we still do it. But not only do we do them, we kind of like invite others to do them and we approve of others who do them. And um, I wanted to bring up another verse, um, which is um, Matthew 8, 18, 6. It says, but whoever causes one of these little ones who believe in me to sin, it would be better for him to have a great millstone fastened around his neck and to be drowned in the depth in the depth of the sea. So I feel like not only when we do it, but sometimes when we do these sins and we kind of like 
uh, for example, these people who have been given up to their passions, they want to bring other people into it. Kind of mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. Um, Lucifer, how he's been cast out of heaven, right? And he wants us not to enjoy those like things. Like, misery yeah. loves company. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, you don't want to do it by yourself. Like, that's why you want to try to bring other people in. Mm-hmm. And that kind of, like, imagine God telling you, like, it would be better for you to have drowned in the sea. Like, it would be better, better for you, like, not even to be alive. Like <laughs> That's intense. Yeah, that's crazy. That's crazy. So... Yeah, it it also just reminds me of the everlasting wrath that we all try to avoid and do not ever want to go to, but hell. Mm-hmm. In yeah. Revelations 20.11, it says, And I saw those who died, great and small, standing before the throne. Some books were open, and another book was open, the book of life. The people were judged by what they had done, which is written in the books. The sea gave up the dead who were in it. Death and Hades gave up the dead who were in them all these people were judged by what they had done and death and hades were thrown into the lake of fire and this lake of fire is a second death and anyone whose name was not found written in the book of life was thrown into the name to to the lake of fire so we see here that if when we die and when we disobey then when we don't have grace we are thrown into hell Mm -hmm. and i feel like that's one of the things people kind of use against us as christians is like oh you say that god is love or you say that god is like caring and he loves all his children but why would he um like uh, send us to eternal damnation Mm -hmm. and i'm just like imagine jesus being god knowing that we are sinners Mm -hmm. (laughs) still comes down even though we don't deserve this at all if anything yeah if anything we deserve (laughs) Mm -hmm. death and we deserve to go through that pain he still comes down being god and it says, uh, I don't remember where it says, but it says he became sin yeah. so that we could be saved from our own sin, right? Mm-hmm. And he went through all the pain. And if you read, like, the Gospels, it's, like, so crazy, all the pain that he went through just for us. And imagine we still don't even, like, recognize it. And we're just like, oh, but that didn't even really happen. And we don't believe in Jesus. And we don't, like, even, like, give thanks to Jesus for what he did. Mm-hmm. Not only that, but we turn it away. And we, like, sometimes, like, people of the world, like, um, they reject it as if it was like fantasy, like if it's, as if it wasn't real. But it happened, and it's so crazy and sad that people would reject somebody who loved them so much and who did nothing else but love them. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Well, I think I think what's what's crazy to think, or kind of I'm gonna pull out of this is, is you know, bottom line is we sin, and we have to pay a debt, mm-hmm. right? And that debt is the, the wages of sin is death, yeah. right? And so God is a, the God of love, right? But he, he's also a God of wrath. Mm-hmm. But in order for him to express that love to us or to be able to be with us because he loves us, he had to get rid of that, that sin, that separation. And so like you guys were saying, he sends Jesus Christ to come and die for us because why? Because someone had to suffer for the debt that we incurred. Mm -hmm. Someone had to pay back that debt that we incurred, Mm -hmm. right? And so what I'm seeing here is that literally one of the only ways that we can satisfy his wrath is through Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. And in Romans uh, 3, 25 to 26, it says, we are justified, declared free of the guilt of sin, and made acceptable to God and granted eternal life as a gift by His precious, undeserved grace through the redemption, which is the payment for our sin, and provided 
in Jesus Christ, whom God displayed publicly as a sacrifice and atonement and reconciliation by his blood through faith. So what does this mean? That, you know, yes, we have all this wrath being incurred or we have all this wrath piling up because we continue to sin over and over and over and over and over again. But he provided us the way out. He loves us so much that he's like, you know what? I'm going to create a loophole, a loophole that whoever wants it can take it, can take advantage of it. And I think that's so beautiful because, you know, all you need is to have that contrite heart, to have that willing heart, to have that heart that, that just like God sees and is like, oh, like, like I can't, like, yeah. like, oh my gosh, like they're just pulling at my heartstrings. I, I, I can't, I, I can't do anything. Like, and what I think is so beautiful <clears throat> about the, about this is that he gets angry with us, but provides us a way to come back to him. Can I read a verse? Yeah, go ahead. In 1 Peter 2.24, it says, Christ carried our sins in his body on the cross. He did this so that we would stop living for sin and live for what is right. By his wounds, you were healed. You were like a sheep that went the wrong way. But now you have come back to the shepherd and protector of your lives. Yeah, I think, uh, honestly, we're gonna, I'm going to start wrapping it up, but... What I think is so beautiful is, yes, God is a God of wrath. God is a God of anger. And, you know, we, we deserve it. Yeah. <laughs> Bottom line is we deserve it, right? Yeah. Uh, we do things. We, we uh, undervalue him. We, we sin on purpose. We plan to sin. Like, oh, today, oh I'm going to lie today. Or I'm going to do this today. And we know we're going to sin. And we do it on purpose, even knowing that it's going to upset Jesus, uh, upset God. And we dishonor him. We ignore him. We... we hide him under the rug hide him on like uh there's this bible verse that says we we hide a lamp what is a good what what good is a lamp under a sheet nothing, nothing. and yet we we continue to do that because we're embarrassed or because uh, ridiculous re yeah. reasons we're ashamed of jesus christ and yet god in his infinite mercy is like you know what i'm gonna send an atonement i'm gonna send them a sacrifice i'm gonna send them a way out so that they can continue to come to me because I love them so much. So yes, is God a God of wrath? Yes. But his infinite love and his infinite mercy literally created a way for us to get back to him and avoid that wrath and that mercy. And he, he took it upon himself to have that wrath on his body. Um, <laughs> yeah, go ahead. Sorry. Oh, no, I was just going to say, I was just going to add that. No, I was just going to add that the wrath even though we're trying to avoid it, is basically what we deserve. <laughs> but basically what you said, like we still, he still gives us an opportunity and we can't forget that even though he is a God of love and a God of wrath, like he still gives us mercy and grace and we still have an opportunity and we can, shouldn't give up. We should always keep trying to, you know, reach that stature of perfection and always repent. Yeah. AKA nobody's perfect podcast. Poverty's <laughs> nerfing. Poverty's no free. <laughs> All right, guys. Um, so we're gonna wrap it up here. I hope you guys ha enjoyed this um, topic today, and it was a blessing to your lives. Uh, we'll see you guys next week. Have a great day. <laughs>